Bismillahirrahmanirrahim Allahumma salli ala Muhammad wa ala ali Muhammad wa barik wa sallam Allahumma alhim marashida umurina wa a'idhna min shururi anfusina Inshallah today I'll be filling in for Mufti Azim <coughs> We're continuing reading from Softening the Heart Kitab al-Zuhd wal-Raqa'iq by Abdullah ibn Mubarak Inshallah today I will be discussing and speaking about the chapter regarding truthful companions truthful companions or good company Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Quran Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions many different descriptions about the day of Qiyamah Yawm al-Talaq Yawm al-Azifah Yawm al-Taghabun Al-Haqqah Mal-Haqqah Wa ma adraka mal-Haqqah Al-Qari'ah Mal-Qari'ah Wa ma adraka mal-Qari'ah La uqasimu bi yawm al-Qiyamah So many different types of descriptions that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala used to describe Qiyamah Such an awesome day but one description that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uses is very unique and very frightening, very terrifying. This is when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uses the words Yawmul Hasra wa anvirhum Yawmul Hasrati idh qudiyal amr. Hasra means regret, Hasra means worry and anxiety. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes that day as Yawmul Hasra because every single person on that day they will have some sort of regret even if it's a good person even if it's a bad person the good person what is he going to regret? he's going to regret that time spent without saying Subhanallah, Alhamdulillah reciting salawat upon Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam today is Thursday, I mean today is Friday we should all be reciting excessive salawat on Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And then the evil person, he will be regretting much more. He's going to be regretting so many things. He's going to be regretting all the sins he committed with his eyes, all the sins he committed with his tongue, all the sins he committed while walking towards evil, listening towards evil. But one thing that even the Quran mentions and many ahadith of Rasulullah mention that he's going to be regretful of he is going to be regretful of or she is going to be regretful of the company that they used to spend time with that bad company that caused them to do certain things that are not according to the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions this in the Quran. In Surah Al-Furqan, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions very scary the incident. يَقُولُ يَا لَيْتَنِ اتَّخَذْتُ مَعَ الرَّسُولِ سَبِيلًا 
يا ويلتا ليتني لم أتخذ فلانا خليلا لقد أضلني عن الذكر بعد إذ جاءني وكان الشيطان للإنسان خذولا Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is describing the scene A certain believer On that day وَيَوْمَ يَعَدُّ الظَّالِمُ عَلَى يَدَيْ On that day that person will be biting his fingers Will be biting his hands When a person's anxious and when a person is worried He bites his fingernails But that person will be so disturbed on that day He's going to start biting his fingers It's going to go towards his hands He's going to be biting his hands. What is he going to be saying? Ya laytani, destruction be unto me, woe unto me. Ya laytani, ittakhthu ma'al Rasuli sabila. We ask Allah Subhanahu wa Taala to save us from this. Oh Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, save us from this. Ya laytani, destruction unto me. If only I had followed the path of the messenger. And once we know the background story, these ayat are even more powerful. If only I have taken the path of the messenger. Ya laytani, destruction be unto me. Ya laytani, lam attakhid fulan al khalila. Why did I take this person as my friend? Fulanan. Khalila, this person as my friend. لَقَدْ أَضَلَّنِي عَنِ الذِّكْرِ بَعْدَ إِذْ جَاءَنِي He misguided me when guidance came to me already. I said the kalima already and he misguided me. وَكَانَ الشَّيْطَانُ لِلْإِنسَانِ خَذُولًا And shaitan at the time where, you know they say a friend in need is a friend indeed. You know, really, when you're in a difficulty, someone comes to help you, you'll say, yeah, that person is my friend. You know, he's not just keeping up the relation just for some sort of monetary benefit or some worldly benefit. That person actually helped me. He's my friend. وَكَانَ الشَّيْطَانُ لِلْإِنسَانِ خَذُولًا At that time, when a person would need someone the most, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is calling shaitan khadula. Khadula means that person like the worst deserter someone who deserts someone when they need him the most that's what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is referring to as shaitan because shaitan is enticing everybody to do all the evil actions but then on the day of qiyamah when you say he told me to do it he said I have no idea what you're talking about the sababun nuzul or the reason of revelation as they call it for these verses in surah al-furqan there was a man his name was Uqba bin Abi Mu'ayt. Uqba bin Abi Mu'ayt. He was a non-Muslim, kuffar of Quraysh. His habit was, when he would go to Sham, or any expedition, you know, they, do, they used to do the rihla to shita'i was saif. They used to go from Mecca, they used to go up, they used to go either to Sham, they used to go to Yemen. After they came back from a business expedition, obviously he would have received much profit. 
So his habit was he would invite all of the noblemen and the dignitaries, the VIPs, those with the high lineage, he would invite all of them to a dawat. And obviously Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam he has the most noble lineage, the highest lineage, so he naturally would get invited to these dawat. So once Uqba bin Abi Mu'ayt, he called Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam as a host and he said, please come to my dawat and I want to feed you. Everyone knows, especially during the time of Ramadan, if you invite someone to your house for iftar, it's like, why aren't you eating? I mean, it's very common in our Desi cultures, please eat more and more and more and then we you know fill up the person's food fill up the person's plate with food and then if a person doesn't eat I mean if you have an entire gathering you know nine out of ten people are eating why isn't the tenth, tenth person eating did something wrong did something happen between them when when you give a gift to someone who's doing who a favor when you give a gift to someone Who's doing who the favor? Say for example, you know, I admire a person, I want to give him a gift. Or I admire a student, I want to give him a gift. So what I do, I go, I buy a chocolate bar. I buy chocolate cake. And then, I give the chocolate cake to my student. Who's honoring who? Am I honoring the student by giving him the chocolate cake? Or is he honoring me by accepting the chocolate cake? He's honoring me by accepting the chocolate cake. Because if he refused my chocolate cake, I mean, it would be a very awkward situation. Imagine you try to give a gift to someone, he says, I don't want your gift. You know, you can take that, you can take your gift to give it to someone else who cares. But if a person accepts the gift, like for example, someone's leading taraweeh salah, and then we want to honor the hafiz by giving him a gift or something like that. But then once he accepts the gift, then he's actually honoring us. Just example. So then, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is in the dawat, everybody's in the dawat. Uqba bin Abi Mu'ayt, he's asking everyone to partake of the food. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he tells Uqba, that look, Uqba, I can't eat this food. I can't eat this food until you say, Ashhadu Allah ilaha illallah wa Ashhadu anna Muhammad Rasulullah. I want you to say, you know, denounce all your gods and everything. I want you to say the kalima, La ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah. Now, Uqba bin Abi Mu'ayt, he's in a serious situation. On one side, he can't renounce his religion because of his associates. On another side, he can't. He doesn't want to get embarrassed. This is like the dawat of the year. And then someone as prestigious as Nabi Wasallam with his lineage is not taking from his food. So then only to placate Nabi Wasallam, only to pacify Nabi Wasallam, only so that Nabi Wasallam literally could eat his food, he said, okay, okay, fine. Tiki, inshallah. You know, he didn't say tiki, inshallah. They didn't speak Urdu, but then he said, la ilaha illallah, and then Nabi Wasallam ate the food, and then he went on his way. Everyone is happy. Later on, 
Unfortunately for Uqba bin Abi Mu'ayt, he meets up with his friend. Who is his friend? His friend is Ubay bin Khalaf. Ra'sul Munafiqeen. Ubay bin Khalaf. One of the worst enemies of Islam. One of the worst enemies of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. When news reached Ubay bin Khalaf that Uqba bin Abi Mu'ayt, he said the kalima, he immediately confronted him. He asked him, what's going on? What's this? Did you denounce the religion of your forefathers? Uqba's trying to explain, frantically explaining, I merely said the statements in order he could, so that he could eat. So that he could eat. He's trying to explain to him, Ubay bin Khalaf is not having any of this. He's saying, no. I don't believe you. If you want to stay in my company, if you want to remain my associate, if we want to be friends, if you want to be close to me, if you want to be part of the group, the club, not only do you have to go back to him and renounce and say, I flatly reject this kalima la ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah, but I also want you to go and spit in his face, the beloved face of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Na'udhu Billah. So, this wretched individual, he set out on his way, and he did whatever he did. And Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala punished both of them. They both perished in the battle of Badr. And then these reverses, these verses that I recited were revealed regarding Uqba bin Abi Mu'ayt once more. وَيَوْمَ يَعَدُّ الظَّالِمُ عَلَى On that day when that zalim, that oppressor, he's going to be biting his hands. Uqba bin Abi Mu'ayt. يَقُولُ He's going to be saying, يَا لَيْتَنِي يَا لَيْتَنِي اتَّخَذْتُ مَعَ الرَّسُولِ سَبِيلَ If only I have adopted the path of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ya waylata laytani lam attakhiz fulan al-khalida Why did I take this man as my friend? Ubay bin Khalaf Laqad adallani an al-dhikri ba'd idja'ani I said the kalima Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam made me say the kalima And then he misguided me after I already said it Wa kana shaytanu lil-insani khadula And shaytan for insan is the greatest deserter and this brings us into our topic today of good company. There's good company, there's bad company. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to always maintain good company and stay away from bad company. When we pass away and during our janazah, maybe we might be the most famous person in the world. Our janazah's publicly televised, nationally televised, internationally televised. Every single person would know that we passed away. But if inside our janazah, there's not a single person who's a friend of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, who can make dua for us, then truly we're unfortunate, truly we're unsuccessful. On the flip side, if maybe a few people know that we passed away, but those few people are awliya Allah, those few people are the friends of Allah and they make dua for us, then that's all we need. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the ability to stay in righteous company. Inshallah, we'll start reciting, reading from the book, Truthful Companions, 
Mujahid narrated that Ibn Abbas radiallahu anhu said, "Ahibba lillah wa abghid lillah wa adfillah wa walifillah, fa innu la tunal wilayatullahi illa bidhalik." ولا يجد رجل طعم الإيمان وإن كثرت صلاته وصيامه حتى يكون كذلك وقد صارت مؤاخات الناس اليوم في أمر الدنيا وذلك ما لا يجزئ عن أهله شيئا يوم القيامة سبحان الله حضرت ابن عباس رضي الله عنه said that love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and hate for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala be enemies for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and be friends for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because the friendship of Allah is only obtained that way. A man will not experience the sweetness of Iman, even if he prays and fasts a lot, until he does so. The friendship of people today is only in worldly matters, and that will not help people in the slightest on the day of Qiyamah. This is reported in Hilyatul Awliya. Ibn Abbas radiallahu anhu, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa he passed away in the year 11th Hijri If we're going by Hijri calendar This year is 1444 So 1400 years ago 11th year After Hijrah Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Passed away Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam After that two years Hadrat Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala anhu Was the Khalifa He passed away in the year 13 10 years after that Hadrat Umar radiallahu anhu For the next 10 years He was Khalifa He passed away in the year 23 After that Uthman radiallahu anhu He took the reins of the Khilafah And he passed away in 35 Then Hadrat Ali radiallahu anhu The next 5 years he passed away in the year 40 Then Hadrat Hassan radiallahu anhu 6 months Then Hadrat Muawi radiallahu anhu After that Hadrat Ibn Abbas radiallahu anhu Passed away when? He passed away around the year 60 Around the year 60 and these statements I'm saying is 1444 1400 years ago This last statement especially The friendship of people today Is only in worldly matters And Hadrat ibn Abbas He's saying this In the year 60 Subhanallah May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Give us understanding May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Allow us My principle from my Modessa in Darulam Azadville, he used to mention that, you know, who's a good friend? Who's someone who's your friend? Someone who's your friend is that person when you two are alone, when you're alone with him, you're remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And when that person is alone with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he's remembering you. Once more. Who's your friend? Your friend is that person when you two are alone with each other, both of you are remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And when he's alone with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then he's remembering you. He's remembering you. You see, when you become friends with the pious, with the awliya of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa mentioned in a beautiful hadith, so many hadith about, you know, friendship. Al-mar'u ala dini khalilihi they say friends are the family that you choose for yourself. And you say, if you want me to tell you about a person, look at his friends. Nabi Wasallam mentioned that a man is on the religion of his friend. He didn't say his father. 
He didn't say his family. He didn't say his boss or the institution he works with. Al-mar'u ala dini khalili. He is on, he follows the way of his friend. He follows the religion of his friend. Falyanvur ahadukum mayu khalil. So be very selective of whom you befriend. The Sahaba radiallahu ta'ala anhum asked Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, who's, who's, your, who's a good friend? Who's a good companion? Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentioned, Three qualities he mentioned. Who's a good friend? First quality, as soon as you see him, you become conscientized of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You immediately start thinking about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala like, man, that guy's a wali. That guy's so pious. That's the first thing. You don't think, man, he's driving this car, he's driving that car. The first thing that you think of, man, that person is so pious. The second quality, وَزَادَ فِي عِلْمِكُمْ مَنْتِقُهُ Whenever he speaks, your knowledge of the akhirah and your recognition of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala increases every time he speaks. Whenever you're in his company, you always leave with a good word. The way he conducts himself, the way he performs his salah, his ibadat, then you think this person, he's a person whose sole aim and focus is for the akhirah. His actions remind you of the hereafter. وَذَكَّرَكُمْ بِالْآخِرَةِ عَمَلُهُ May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to become like this. أُحِبُّ الصَّالِحِينَ وَلَسْتُ مِنْهُمْ لَعَلَّ اللَّهَ يَرْزُقُنِي صَلَاحًا The poet, he mentions, I love the pious, but unfortunately I'm not from amongst them. Perhaps Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala may make me amongst the pious. You know, it's interesting. I mean, why, why is a... Why is a pious individual, why is a friend of Allah, why, why is he so special? Right? There's many reasons, but one reason is because of the nisbah and the connection. How does that work? You have, for example, you take a brick, right? You have a brick from your own house. Say, for example, like someone's doing construction and then they have a brick from their own house. So then a person's own house, they use their own money to buy the house. So they feel a little bit sentimental towards the brick, even though it's just a brick. And, you know, it's a brick. If something happens to it, not a big deal. Okay, how about you take the same brick. That same brick can be used to as a brick of your local masjid, of Dar Salaam. We all remember that one day where we were signing the bricks for Dar es Salaam, how special it felt. You know, you, you sponsor, you buy sort of like a brick. That brick is used as a part of building this beautiful edifice and structure and you feel special because I have that connection with the brick because I signed the name. Beautiful thing. And then imagine that same brick, now suddenly the brick of the Kaaba. Oh my God. Subhanallah I mean take it Okay maybe we, we aren't lucky enough to get a brick But I mean take the ghilaf for example The covering of the Kaaba Sometimes they give it away And the way people honor that ghilaf 
Like if you want to honor someone, one of the greatest gifts you can give that person in honoring that person is I received a, you know, like I'm talking about the leaders of the world. When they come to Saudi and they perform hajj or like a very senior scholar who does so much khidmah for deen, like the government will give them and gift them a piece of the Kaaba. That's how much honor that piece of the, that cloth holds. But why? I mean, it's really expensive, like silk and gold and everything, but that's not, I mean, you can make that at home, right? I mean, like, I can't make it, but, like, someone else can make it at home. But it's not the quality, it's not the material that makes it special. It's the connection, the nisbah to the Kaaba, that's, that thing touched the Kaaba. That's why it's special. I mean, you have any normal animal that walks down the street, right? And then you have, you know, you so many sheep in the world. But then you have the qurbani sheep. You have the sheep of udhiyah. Why is that sheep so special? Because that sheep is your ibadah. You sacrifice that sheep, you get reward for every single hair on that sheep. That's no ordinary sheep. That's no ordinary cow or goat. Because of the niyyah, that's what makes the sheep so special. The same thing. Someone can be my friend. Not really a big deal. Someone can be Mufti Azim's friend. Someone can be Mufti Minhaj's friend. Bigger deal. Someone can be Dr. Misbah's friend. Even bigger deal. You know? Someone could be friends of big shots. The bigger the shot, the closer the friend. I mean... If I'm friends with the president, I'm pretty much the president. You know what I mean? I just have to call him up and then I get whatever I need to do. It gets sorted out. So the friend of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the friend of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam, if someone can become friends with the friends of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they're sorted out. They're sorted out. All of their needs in this dunya and akhirah are sorted out. I mean... We're not pious. Like, I mean, I shouldn't say that. I'm not pious, right? I don't want to speak on anybody else's behalf. But if you ask me, are you ready? Your deeds and your actions that you performed, are you ready to present those deeds before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? I will be very, I mean, not ready, right? Sahabi asked Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Mata sa'a? When is the day of Qiyamah? When is Qiyamah? Nabi ﷺ asked him, "Ma adatta What did you prepare for it? And Sahabi is thinking, I mean, this is a Sahabi. If our deeds, we don't feel comfortable presenting them in the court of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the Sahabi is saying, I really didn't prepare much. I don't have anything by his own admission. If the Sahabi is saying that, then what is our state? But he said, you know, but I have one thing. One thing, like I know, like, you know, my other deeds might not be accepted, but one thing, 100% I know I have, is I love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and His Messenger. And Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa said, Al-mar'u ma'aman ahab. That a person will be resurrected with the ones he loves. And then the Sahaba, once they heard that, they became extremely overjoyed and ecstatic. Because they all knew 
that in their heart of hearts they all loved Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his messenger may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us all love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his messenger and allow us to adhere and practice strictly and firmly upon the sunnah of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam we'll continue Sufyan Rahimullah narrated that a man of the Ansar who said Ahibban nasa ala qadri taqwahum wa'alam anna al-qira'ata la tasluhu illa bizuhdin wa zilla inda ta'a wa stas'ib inda al-ma'asiyah wa ghabbatil ahya'a bima taghbitu bihil amwat So he said Love people according to their fear of Allah and know that recitation is not beneficial except with self-discipline and humility and obedience. Make it difficult to disobey and envy the living in those things which the dead envy them in. Envy the living in those things which the dead envy them in. What do the dead envy? The dead envies those moments that a person he's reciting Quran he's praying Salah because a person in the Qabr can do all of those things but it will be of no benefit may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to this one was about watching our time and safeguarding our time Hazrat Sa'id ibn Amr ibn Jada'a narrated that the Ghifar and Ibn Hayyuwe narrated that a man from Ghifar said while they were discussing the world Iqta'u hadihi ankum bi dhikrillahi azza wa jal Deprive yourselves of this with the remembrance of Allah So they were discussing dunya and then this advice was given Deprive yourselves of this with the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala meaning don't talk about this Rather, remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And, you know, this is very important. Why do we commit sins during Ramadan? Question. Why, why do we commit sins during Ramadan? Isn't shaitan supposed to be locked up? Common question that we get from maktab students and little children. I mean, if shaitan is the one causing us to sin and shaitan is locked up in Ramadan, I still find myself sinning. What's going on? So there's two, primarily two reasons why we sin. One is the whisperings of shaitan and one is the nafs. We have our own nafs. Ramadan is a great time. It comes to show us because the, the sins that we commit because of our nafs even though there's still sins in a broad category, but their quality is different from the sins that shaitan makes us commit. They're not the same thing. Like we'll commit sin A, and then we'll commit sin B, but sin A was caused by our nafs, and sin B was caused by shaitan. And there's signs to identify how that works. One easy way to identify 
which sins are from shaitan and which sins are from our nafs is if it's a habitual sin habitual sin that we just keep on doing it was before Ramadan before Ramadan astaghfirullah we were engaged in some sort of sin maybe we were listening to something we weren't supposed to we were watching something we weren't supposed to speaking about something we weren't supposed to and then we're supposed to stop the first few days is going great but then in Ramadan because it's like a habit it's like an addiction you can't really get out of an addiction so fast you start committing those same sins again then know that those sins those are the sins from your nafs those habitual sins those are the sins from your nafs the ones that I can't stop for some reason I don't know why I'm making dua I'm sitting for the khatam duas but for some reason I just can't seem to stop so then what happens many times those sins can be eliminated if we shift our company with different individuals like for example take salah for example if we're traveling with a group of people group of individuals and we know that these people we know that these individuals maybe many a times ourselves included we're not so particular about salah may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala save us so very long road trip and in the long road trip I mean they might not stop they may stop or for example you have a flight and then in the flight maybe you might pray maybe you might not pray nobody's really noticing nobody's watching nobody's going to remind you there was a story actually my teacher Malana Ziyad from Azadville there was two students oh, we're gonna finish up soon but there was two students and they were staying in the boarding first year until sixth year they were together these two students in the same room all six years they were in their final year and one student one of the friends he had a very serious fudger issue so when we used to pray fudger what you have to do what you have to do they wake you up so someone comes and bangs on the windows and you have to make sure you're up by a certain time and then you have to sort if you wake up late you have to run towards the gate especially if you're on the other side of the building you have to run towards the gate because they lock the gate if they lock the gate and I mean, you can't get in if you can't get in then your name won't be written down for roll call if you don't if your name is not there then interrogation starts another story for another day anyways someone he had trouble and difficulty waking up all throughout the six years and still in when he's in Dora Hadith he still had trouble waking up so then my Ustad he spoke to that person because he kept on missing Fajr he spoke to him one day he spoke to him very harshly and scolded him very severely so then obviously the person is going to feel bad so that person's friend who was with him the entire time he had a lot of guts right then he went to my ustad and he he confronted him he said I don't like how you spoke to that person you could have spoke better etc etc my ustad let him carry on all these things yes are you finished okay let me start now he said you claim to be his friend you claim to be his friend you knew he had this problem of waking up for Fajr from first year all the way until final year. And still you have no concern over his akhirah, 
over his you know his fard salah you let this problem continue you're not his friend you're actually his enemy a very powerful statement certain times we might want to do something pious we might want to I mean just a few ibadat little bit of extra nafal salah recite one two more pages of Quran but then our friends are going out somewhere we have to meet up with them those things are in its place I'm not saying disassociate from every single person but if you know that certain individuals have a tendency of backbiting certain individuals have a tendency of wasting time certain individuals have a tendency of I mean it could even be something as simple as you know they just speak about sports and stats and you know fighting and celebrity gossip whatever the case is but especially during Ramadan وَالْوَقْتُ أَنْفَسُ مَا عُنِيتَ بِحِفْظِهِ وَأَرَاهُ أَسْهَلَ مَا عَلَيْكَ يَضِعُ That time is the most precious commodity. But the poet, he laments and he says, But I see that time, according to you, if time is the most precious thing you can own, but the way you spend it, it seems like it's the most useless thing that you have. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to protect our time, especially during this month of Ramadan. Especially during this month of Ramadan, especially now that i'tikaf is coming up. I'tikaf is seclusion. You want to do your own ibadat. You want to get away from the dunya. The whole 51 weeks, 50 weeks of the year, 350 days of the year, a person is just constantly engrossed and constantly drowning in dunya. He goes to his job, everybody's talking about dunya. You go back home with your spouse, with your family, how was your day at work? You talk about dunya. You speak with your kids, how was school? All of every dunya is just surrounding a person 365 days of the year. I'tikaf comes. I'tikaf comes to reboot, just get away from the dunya for a little bit. Let's take a step back. Once you become disconnected with the dunya, you become connected with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Anyways, these were a few points, inshallah, that I wish to speak about today. There are so many beautiful quotations about good company. لا تصاحب حضرت أبو سعيد الخضري رضي الله تعالى عنه. He heard the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam say, and we'll finish off of this, and we will start the dhikr inshallah. لا تصاحب إلا مؤمنا ولا يأكل طعامك إلا تقيون. Only keep the company of a believer, and only someone God fearing should eat your food. That your only friend should be a believer. And only pious people should eat your food. There's beautiful points about this. The scholars mentioned briefly why when you eat a... Actually, time doesn't permit. Inshallah, um, I'll be doing the program tomorrow. Inshallah, we'll continue from where we left off today. Inshallah, we can start doing a bit of dhikr. Inshallah, we'll finish off with dua. Iftar today is at 7.27. So we'll do a bit of dhikr, Inshallah. Thank <laughs> you.
Sallallahu <laughs> Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Sallallahu ala Muhammad 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 Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Astaghfirullah 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 Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Allahumma anta salam wa minka salam tabarakti adil jalali wal ikram Jazallahu anna Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam bima huwa ahlu Rabbana zhalamna anfusana wa illam taghfirlana wa tarhamna lanakunanna minal khasirin la ilaha illa anta subhanaka inna kunna minal zalimin رب ارحمهما كما ربياني صغيرا رب ارحمهما كما ربياني صغيرا رب ارحمهما كما ربياني صغيرا ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار ربنا هب لنا من أزواجنا وذرياتنا قرة أعين وجعلنا للمتقين إماما ربنا لا تجعلنا فتنة للقوم الظالمين ونجنا برحمتك من القوم الكافرين اللهم إنا نسألك علما نافعا ورزقا واسعا وعملا متقبلا اللهم إنا نسألك علما نافعا ورزقا طيبا وعملا متقبلا اللهم إني أعوذ بك من علم لا ينفع اللهم فقهنا في الدين وعلمنا الكتاب والحكمة والتأويل اللهم إني أعوذ بك اللهم إني أسألك علما لا ينسى اللهم انفعنا بما علمتنا وعلمنا ما ينفعنا وزدنا علما اللهم زدنا إيمانا ويقينا وفهما وفقا وفهما وعلما اللهم ارزقنا علما ينفعنا وعملا يرفعنا 
ربي زدني علما ربي زدني علما ربي زدني علما اللهم إنا نعوذ بك من الهم والحزن ونعوذ بك من العجز والكسل ونعوذ بك من الجبن والبخل ونعوذ بك من غلبة الدين وقهر الرجال اللهم إنا نسألك من خير ما سألك منه نبيك محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما سعاد منه نبيك محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وأنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, O most merciful Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, forgive our sins, Ya Allah. Forgive all of the sins that we committed knowingly and unknowingly, Ya Allah. O Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, forgive the sins of our families, Ya Allah. Forgive the sins of our extended families, Ya Allah. O Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, accept our ibadah during this month of Ramadan, accept our tilawah during this month of Ramadan, accept our ruku and sujood and qiyam and our fasting and everything in this month of Ramadan. O oh Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, all of those Muslims who are suffering in the world, O oh Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, alleviate their suffering. All of those Muslims who are sick in the world, O oh Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, grant them full cure and speedy recovery. O oh Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, all of those who passed away, Ya Allah, forgive them, grant them Jannatul Firdaus and grant their families patience and sabr, Ya Allah, sabr jameel. O oh Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, allow us to adopt a good company, allow us to preserve our time. O oh Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, a few more days are remaining. O oh Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, allow us to utilize the remaining days of Ramadan to the best of our ability. Allow us to enter Ramadan, allow us to exit Ramadan completely sinless, Ya Allah. O oh Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, accept our du'as. O oh Allah, grant us the goodness of this world and the goodness of the hereafter, Ya Allah. Rabbana taqabbal minna, inna kanta sami'u al-alim wa tuba alayna, inna kanta tawabu al-rahim. Subhanu rabbika rabbil izzati amma yasifun. Wa salamun ala al-mursaleen. Walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Inshallah, brothers can head down for iftar and please remain engaged in dhikr and dua, especially today. Today is Friday. The ulama mentioned that before Maghrib Salah on Friday, duas are accepted. It's a time of acceptance and we're fasting. Fasting person's dua is accepted and the dua before iftar time is also accepted. So please remain engaged in dua and dhikr, inshallah.